Quick takes, let's go. SA Trevor Lawrence is coming off a wild, wild card game, to say the least. A tale of two halves. How big of an upset would it be if Lawrence were to shock Mahomes and the Chiefs in KC? I think it would be a huge upset because of the greatness of Mahomes and the experience of the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw the Jaguars come back against a team who I believe should have fired their coach, not just the offensive coordinator, uh, a team that just wasn't ready as far as I'm concerned. They were up to 27 nothing to lead, and they collapsed. But the way I look at Kansas City, there's no way on earth they'll be that team, and they should handle Jacksonville. Jacksonville is just too inexperienced. You know, I, I, I called that game. Um, I actually called that game for ESPN. It was closer than people thought. The issue was that they couldn't um, score in the red zone. But it's not as, a, as big of a lopsided matchup as we, we would think because Trevor Lawrence and his mobility and Doug Peterson has done a tremendous job. We'll keep it going, guys. We got another one here. The Cowboys have revenge on their mind after San Francisco sent them packing earlier in the playoffs in a game to forget at Jerry's World where Dallas had the clock management gap. Dallas will have an opportunity to get even in the Bay. Here's Dak on the rematch versus the Niners. Most definitely I did. Um, I think this whole team did. Um, obviously, using that loss last year as a motivation and just kind of the focal point, I guess, of the resiliency that, that we carried uh, into the offseason, obviously carried into this year. Yeah, we get a chance to go back at their place, uh, do, do something that, that we want to do. All right. The Cowboys and Niners were littered with pro bowlers. Dallas had seven. San Francisco had six. The Cowboys are tied for second, while the Niners are tied for fourth in the league in number of pro bowlers on their squad. All right, Stephen A., before we get into it, I'm told you have some news. Is that correct? No, no, not necessarily news. I just wanted to alert people based on what me, RCM, Bart were talking about in regards to Lamar Jackson, what some of these agents that I know, some of the specifics that they gave me. They said the issue, Bart, with Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson is looking for about a $235 million deal. That's over the Deshaun Watson contract. Plus, he wants a guarantee. The Baltimore Ravens, looking at the injuries last year that forced them to miss the last five games of the regular season, the last five games of this regular season, what have you, bringing his durability into question, is not willing to give a fully guaranteed contract. That is the issue with Lamar Jackson right now, why they cannot reach an accord. He wants to be the highest paid if he can pull it off. And he definitely wants those dollars guaranteed. And they're a bit reluctant to give him the guarantee because of his durability questions. Obviously, they don't want to guarantee fully his salary. They, do, they believe that Deshaun Watson's deal is a complete anomaly and that nobody else in, in the NFL is getting that kind of deal. And they're not about to equal the precedent of, of the Cleveland Browns by doing such a thing. That's where the impasse is from what I'm being told. Got it. I don't know. That's what I'm being told. All right. And, and what all three of you told us earlier, if he was to leave, the Jets would be a good fit. But I want to get back to the Cowboys. Bart, tell me this. Who's going to be the best player on the field in San Francisco Sunday? It's going to be a defender. And I don't know which one is going to be. That's the beauty of it. But I believe the defensive player of the year is up for grabs. Is it going to be Michael Parson or is it going to be Nick Bosa? You know, and it's, it's going to be interesting, right? Because I don't care about how many – Pro Bowls you got. Mm-hmm. This game is about how many goons you got. Because this is about, about physicality. You know, you look at San Francisco, they force you to, 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 to sit in the pocket. They force you to get into a brawl. And, and, and if Dallas is going to get any respect, it's going to be because they set the tone and say, we're not going to get pushed around. 
like we did last year. Everybody talks about how that game ended. Let's talk about how that game started. This game started with the, with the 49ers smacking Dallas up and down the field, and they made it close at the end. And we all assumed that even if they got that playoff and spiked the ball, they still had to score a touchdown, which is something that we can't guarantee would have happened. Michael Parson wants to announce himself, and I say all the time, you make your name in a regular season, you make your fame in the postseason. But to do that, he has to go against this generation's Jonathan Ogden. Do you think that Trent Williams is 34 years old and still being rated as one of the best tackles, if not the best tackle in the game? If Parson's going to make a name for himself, it's because he's going to make some splash plays against the, the arguably the best left tackle in this generation. And on the upside, other side, Nick Bosa's going against Tyler Smith, or maybe Tyron Smith, and you got to say that maybe he has the advantage. I think people don't really give him the credit of what type of seasons that he has had. He is the best player on the best defense in the league, and I think he's going to reign supreme, but it remains to be seen. I think Micah Parsons got about one sack in the last final, in the final five games of the season. He's got five and a half sacks less than Nick Bosa. Uh, Micah Parsons is big time. You know how I feel about him. I've yeah. called him the modern-day LT. He's that sensational as far as I'm concerned. But he's on a team with a worse record, um, a defense that is not as good as it is, is not considered as good as San Francisco, uh, and he's got five less sacks. I'm sorry. When we're talking right about a defensive player of the year, you're telling me. The, the reason why so, that doesn't matter with sacks for him is because he's also an inside linebacker. Nick Bosa never stands up, so he has way more opportunities to get to the passer. When you talk about the, the defense player here, it's about game, having a game plan for him being disruptive. Well, We've seen him be effective inside the box as a middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Okay. He's just a weapon. Okay. Well, let me say this. Well, let me say this. First of all, I appreciate the education. Thank you for that. Because my point is that makes total sense, and I understand it. So I get your point about the, the, the numbers. But I also recall announcers talking about how, you know what, you're going to wear Micah, Micah Parsons out. And the overutilization of him, whether it's on a line of scrimmage or back in the coverage, was too much to the point where he tailed off. There was no tail offing. There was no, there was no tailing off for Nick Bosa. And so you consider him what he's brought. You consider how elite their defense is. You consider that they're the better team with the better record, at least for the moment, okay, until Sunday. My point to you is that when I think about, because it's a regular season award, we ain't talking about a postseason award, right? Mm -hmm. It's a regular season award. I think based on a regular season, I think Nick Bosa is going to have a slight edge over Micah Parsons. That's where I'm at with it. Well, you know how that star goes, too. You know, that it's all about marketing, and nobody markets their players or teams like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, he's been the one that's well, me, been the, the favorite for the players. And it's crazy, right, because the players picked Nick Bosa when they picked out their all-pros, but then when it came out for the, for the well, writers and association, they end up picking Michael Parsons. So that's where it comes out. And, and, you know, and when you talk about wanting to be the best and that, that pursuit to being considered the best, that's what drives players. So this is prime time. This is the perfect opportunity. If you say you're okay. a badass, then this is the time no to question. prove it. But to do that, you got to go against a Hall well, well, of Famer. But, well, but I think both of them have proven. I think both of them have proven they're badasses, no doubt about that. But to answer the question directly about who I think is going to be the best player on the field, I think it's going to end up being Debo Samuels. 
I mean, I think, I think he has his way with the Cowboys. And I don't think that you need – and the beauty of it is that I don't think you need to throw the ball down the field in order to get him loose because he's such a hybrid kind of talent. He can hurt you coming out of the backfield. He can hurt you in the slot. He can hurt you in short yardage situations. He can extend plays, move the chains. Debo does a lot. And I think that the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey prevents the San Francisco 49ers from, I'm sorry, the Dallas Cowboys from keying on the 49ers in ways that they obviously would have planned to this year. After what happened last year to them against the San Francisco 49ers, I think they would have been better prepared for San Francisco this year had it not been for the arrival of Christian McCaffrey. But with Christian McCaffrey and what that brother's capable of bringing to the table, I think it leaves the Dallas Cowboys at the, you know, at the disposal of the San Francisco 49ers and certain respects they'll have their moments you know they'll be it'll be a tight game no doubt yeah. but I think San Francisco will have its share as well and I think it's going to be because of Debo so you said somebody has to close the show usually that comes with the defensive end with the sack mm-hmm. closing the show all right okay Niners up by right. four I'm looking we'll forward to the game picks later in the show I'm, mm. I'm tempted to ask you but I'm I gotta wait <laughs> so I'll follow the rules guys Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL playoffs are here, and the easiest way to get into the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 pet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions, even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? Get started today. It only takes about five minutes to open an account with Capital One, and there's no minimum to open and keep your account. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Quick takes. The Brooklyn Nets lost 117 to 112 to the Phoenix Suns last night. Ben Simmons continues to struggle on the court, including an ejection. The loss was the fourth straight for the Nets, who continue to flounder without Kevin Durant, who is out for several more weeks because of an MCL sprain in his right knee. Stephen A., are the Nets in trouble? They're in trouble. Um, I just think that it's, it's hard to believe Kevin Durant is phenomenal as he is. He's gone, and suddenly they don't know how to win basketball games. Uh, Kyrie can't do it all by himself. 
Uh, ben Simmons has been an incredible disappointment. No doubt about that. And I think that um, obviously they'll be better once Sorry. Kevin Durant gets back. But they're in a world of trouble before he does. No doubt. Mm. The Celtics, meanwhile, outdueled the Warriors in an NBA Finals rematch, winning 121-118 in an OT thriller at TD Garden. The Warriors are now 5-18 on the road. Uh, they play in Cleveland against Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs tonight. Coach Kerr, any concerns about the road losses? Disappointed that we didn't close the game, but um, I, I know we can do this. And that's, um, I think our guys feel the same way. You know, we, we looked like what we are, which is a championship team, but we didn't close the game. And um, better now than in the playoffs. Kendrick Perkins. Perk, I missed you. <laughs> Great to have you back. What's up, Molly? I see you. I, I, I see your Giants doing big things right now. I Big see your Perk. Giants playing great Big football. Perk. I already SA hit. Was going I already on. hit Carl Banks. He's got the NFL deal that I need Giants gear for Monday. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling real good, Big <laughs> Perk. The outfit's going to be all ready. Big blue. Let's go, baby. Uh, Perk, I'll start with you though. I personally would advise you to get the Giants. I personally would advise you to get the Giants gear today before tomorrow night's game. I don't think you'll want it that oh. much. After the game. Oh, it's just a I thought. I don't remember just, asking for your opinion, but thanks for that peanut gallery. Um, I was talking to Perk, though. <laughs> Perk, what's your level of concern for the Warriors right now? <laughs> Molly, I've been concerned about the Golden State Warriors, right? And, and I keep coming on here time and time again, and it's not about Steph. It's not about Clay, It's not about Draymond Green. It's about the others. And you can even throw Kevon Looney in there. But when I look at the others, right, and I look at their bench production, Steve Kerr might have been because he was matching up with the Celtics. He had to start Jordan Poole last night, okay? So that means that the Warriors didn't have the depth to even match Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. And it's a level of concern there because I don't see the same defensive mindset there. I don't see the same continuity there. Now, are they going to win regular season games when they're fully healthy? Absolutely, because they have Steph Curry. They have Klay Thompson, the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. But again, I'm going to keep harping. If they don't improve their bench by the deadline, they're not going nowhere. They're going to go into the play-in tournament, possibly make one playoff series, and their ceiling is a first-round exit. Got to tell you, Kendrick Perkins, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm going to hold on to hope for the Golden State Warriors, but I'll openly admit that I've lost faith in the young guns that they told me were going to produce. The James Wiseman, the Kumingers, the Moody's of the world, stuff like that. You think about Gary Payton II, you think about Damon Lee, you think about the losses that this team has incurred, and obviously it's a different animal, and we understand that. So you're absolutely right. They've got to upgrade before the trading deadline expires. They've got to get somebody to help them, preferably on their front line, some size, some girth. Kevon Looney is not going to be enough to offset what what Denver, obviously, and Memphis are going to throw in their direction. But I will tell you a bigger reason why I am concerned about the Golden State Warriors because I think John Morant is that dude and that swag that he brings to the table just electrifies and galvanizes the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think in the case of the Mm -hmm. Denver Nuggets, here's the deal. We got Jokic that's en route to win a third consecutive league MVP award. 
Jamal Murray is still working his way back and averaging 18 on 44% shooting and 38% for three-point range. This is the thing that really jumps out at me more than anything, Kendrick. Aaron Gordon is balling. He's balling. He's not the same player he was last year. He's playing. He's playing on a different level. Aaron Gordon, we better recognize, he keep playing like this. It's going to be a problem. Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Kevon Looney ain't going to be enough. They, it's not going to be enough, okay? All right, I ain't even bring up Jokic, all right? Not going to be enough. But there's another name I want to throw out at you. And this is where we got to hold some people accountable. Cantavius Caldwell Pope is shooting mm. 47% from three-point range. Cantavius Caldwell Pope. KCP, let me tell you something. Lakers, you won the chip with them. You shouldn't have gave them up. Now, we don't want to get picky here, and we don't want to nitpick and, and, and engage in revisionist history, but when you won the championship, Kuzma was on that squad. Contavious Caldwell Pope was on that squad. Alex Caruso was on that squad. If they had, now this is with Anthony Davis, if they had remained there, if a little more money was willing to be spent, we might be talking differently about the Lakers, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about the Denver Nuggets, who, by the way, is the one team in the league that can rival the depth of the Boston Celtics. I got my eyes on Denver, and it is entirely plausible that we might be in the Mile High City in June for the NBA Finals. Let me say this. Let me say this. When I look at the two top teams in the Western Conference, okay, I look at the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies. Let me tell you what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to who finished with the number one seed. Because I believe if those two teams meet in the conference finals, which I believe they will, it's going to come down to a game seven. And it's going to come down to who has home court. But let me, let me dive a little bit more into the Denver Nuggets and the way that they're playing right now. They have the perfect roster. Okay. They have a superstar in Jokic who is, who I call them Joke, right? Jack of all trades. He does it all. You talk about he can't jump on the curve. Hell, I didn't told PB Ballard could do a damn calf race. And he's out here serving people. He's serving people a triple-double. Okay, then you talk talk about KCP and the championship experience that he brings to the table. Let me remind you, Stephen A., Bones Highland is a wild card for them. The way he yes. comes in off the bench, Mike Malone like him. holds him accountable, and he responds in great fashion. They've been without Jeff Green. He's been sidelined with an injury. When he comes back, that adds more depth. And let me tell you who Plus, else dropped the ball with and another veteran leadership And veteran leadership and yep. character. Veteran leadership and character Bruce, with Jeff Green, too. Yes. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown has been phenomenal. He is the perfect match when it comes down to cutting and the way that the the Denver Nuggets play the game of basketball. But I'm not going to just dismiss the Memphis Grizzlies at all. If they get home court with the way that John Moran is tearing up the league right now, being a true point guard, and we said this before, you call him a a modern-day Allen Iverson, I tell people, 
You know, he's a mixture of Russell Westbrook for his athleticism with the craftiness of a Kyrie Irving and the court vision of a Ray John Rondo. That's what you get out of that. He's play, he plays both ends of the floor. So it's going to come down to who has that number one seed between the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies on who's going to represent the Western Conference. But those other teams, they could compete. They're going to compete. I, much kudos to the Kings and, and everybody else who's in the runners. But I don't see now team stopping those two teams from getting to the conference finals including your Golden State Warriors. All right. Gotcha. Uh, we'll see. And Stephen A., of course, you'll be covering the NBA tonight, NBA Countdown, and then we've got a doubleheader for mm-hmm. you this Friday evening. SA, one thing you uh, wanted to address though, right? Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, chime in. I wanted to listen. I, I, I made some news yesterday, y'all, while I was on my book tour, because I mean, yeah. when I appeared on the Sherry Shepard show the other day, Molly, I had the temerity, the unmitigated goal to say, you know, I'm a big time Beyonce fan. Ain't nobody Beyonce. And it caused a whole brouhaha and all of this other nonsense. All right. I got Rihanna Navy coming after me. All right. I got the Breakfast Club coming after me. All right? I got people all over Twitter trolling me. Right. I I even got one of my favorite comedians, <laughs> Leslie Jones, filling in as a host on Comedy Central. I mean, sisters coming at me. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I didn't know it was crime, Kendrick Perkins. I didn't know it was a crime, Molly, to have a preference in terms of my art. Damn it, I love Prince, but I love Michael Jackson even more. God rest both of their souls. I was a Luther dude, but damn, me, I, damn it, I was about Teddy Pendergrass too. So I just want to say... To everybody out there, I'm not going to address it in this platform. I got my podcast. I'm going to post that at the end of this show. No mercy, K-N-O-W, no mercy with yours truly. I'll address this nonsense in a few minutes on that. I, I, I'm just disgusting. I got people in Hollywood. You know who the hell you are texting me with this nonsense. It's ridiculous. S.A., you know what your hey, problem Molly. is? Yeah, go ahead, Perk. What's the- Hey, Molly, yeah. the women started hugging Stephen A. like a fresh set of diapers. They came for him quick. Yes. Stephen A., you know what I'm your problem like, is? Why? Can, because I got, no, I got favorite no. artists? This is what it is. You compare <laughs> athletes and greatness every day, but you can't compare those two queens. You can't. We just got to love them mm. and respect Hold them on, both wait, individually. Wait, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Molly. Molly. I appreciate your commentary. What I'm saying is you're absolutely right. If I said, oh, I don't love Rihanna, I love them both. But I can't have a breath. When you at home, Molly, and you turning on your music, isn't there one particular artist you might play more than another? What about you, KP? I love Nas. No, but it's the Beehive and it's the Navy. I love all of these cats, but I love Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. That's a crime? That's a crime? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is the this is the controversy of all the stuff going on in the world. I'm being accused of black on black crime because I happen to like one artist more than another. Yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Straight Let me shooter. handcuff me now. Right, Put it behind my damn back. Shooter. Y'all got to be kidding me. Okay. It's ridiculous, man. You know what Herm Edwards says? Don't it's hit unbelievable. set. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Walk oh in the streets of the Leslie Jones. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I couldn't wait to watch on Comedy Central. And she calling me out. Oh what? See, I was worried, Stephen A., I was worried about well, your guess- interview on Howard Stern. I wasn't worried about the other ones, but Howard, you made it out clean. But the, others, but the ladies got Ain't that something? 
The ladies got you. Oh my so, God. So, 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 All right. So, so when are you addressing Jones, it? So based addressing on Leslie Jones, no, Molly. Now yeah. I can't. I, 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 I can't compliment a black female comedian now, right? If I sit up there and say I like Leslie Jones better than somebody else, it's a problem. I mean, that that, that is making news. What is a wrong? What is wrong with America? That is making news. That I have a favorite artist. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you know something? You know something? I apologize to Rihanna because this nonsense was not necessarily, it was not my intent. It was not necessarily, it was all done in fun. Me debating with Sherry Shepard for fun, just having laughs. That's all. Rihanna's phenomenal. She's fantastic. But I'll address it on my podcast, No Mercy, because they don't piss me off. Yeah, so I'm going to address talented. it. Yeah, I know. I can't everybody wait, I can't wait to see her. Who I can't know wait that? to see her in the Super Bowl. We haven't had her make music in a long time. Neither can I. Wait to see her perform. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on car insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This season of Life Out Loud with me, LZ Granderson, we're talking family in the LGBTQ plus community. And what could be a better place to start than with my son to share our story? At one point, you left for yes. a significant portion of that kind of early development stage yeah. of life. Oh, we go there, like all the way there, about the joys and the sacrifices. We also turn an eye to the future. Are you trying to tell me that I'm going to be a grandfather one day? I want to see you keep some plants alive first. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is only the beginning. You can find Life Out Loud with me, LG Granders, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. We're in for a heavy hitter on Sunday. Joe Cool takes on Josh Allen and the Bills for a much-anticipated AFC matchup. The Bengals have won nine straight. The Bills have won eight straight. And Josh Allen is 4-0 at home in his postseason career. Bart, who has to do more for a win on Sunday? Is it more on Joe Burrow or Josh Allen's shoulders? I think Joe Burrow has to do less because I think he has the better surrounding pieces. You look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen got to be the running back. He got to be the quarterback. And, you know, when you look at it, Joe Burrow doesn't have the pressure, right? You know, you think about the emotion that's going to be in that arena. Um, Joe Burrow has proven that he has a slow heartbeat, right? You know, right now, this is all the pressures on Josh Allen to live up to expectations. He was supposed to be the MVP of the league. The Buffalo Bills are supposed to be the best team in the AFC. Right now, Joe Burrow has his team right where they want him. You know, they're, they're, they're peaking and, and, and trending at the right time. The only thing that concerns me is the fact that this offensive line is injured. But right now, I think that, you know, Josh Allen has to do more. I think Joe Burrow is going to have the better performance because of the surrounding pieces. Even though both teams are compromised, Joe Burrow without three offensive linemen, Josh Allen without the support of a strong running game, and, of course, that defense is you know, been, been altered because of the loss of Hamlet. Look, man. <clears throat> I don't disagree with you here. Um, when you talk about who needs to do more, I would tell you it's definitely Josh Allen. Um, I think that it's not just about Joe Burrow having the crew that he has. They seem to consistently do their job. Whether it's Jamar Chase, it's T. Higgins and the crew. Here's the issue that I have with Buffalo. Stephon Diggs, to me, 
He's not the only talented dude on their squad. They got talent with Singletary and Gabriel Davis, Davis and all of these guys. They got talent on, a, on Gabe Davis, right? They got talent on the uh, Buffalo Bills. But the only person that shows up consistently with, in my eyes, for Josh Allen is Stephon Diggs. And because of that, I think that's one of the reasons we see Josh Allen being a bit risky and taking chances that he doesn't need to take chances with running the football. And I also hate when they run these design plays for him because he takes unnecessary hits at times. And I just don't think that's a good thing. But that's where I'm at with it. Bart. I just it's not necessarily about the personnel, the talent. It's about the fact that it's about knowing your role. It's about doing your job and doing it consistently enough on a week-in, week-out basis. I see Stephon Diggs doing that. I don't see anybody else week-to-week doing that. One week is Singletary. One week is Davis. One week is somebody else. Whereas every week is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and I think they'll need more than that in order to beat Cincinnati. I hear you on that. I hear you on that you know, loud and clear. You know, also, when you look at the loss of Von Miller, I think the loss of Von Miller not having a closer, somebody that can consist- consistently take advantage of the fact that, you know, Joe Burrow has three offensive linemen out. You know, his left tackle, he's going to have a backup there to make it tougher for Joe Burrow. But I think this is going to be a tough assignment for Joe Burrow because of that unknown of how, you know, they're going to be able to keep him upright. And does that mean that he has to get rid of the ball quickly? because he's going to be under duress immediately, does that change the passing game? And does that mean that they won't be able to run the football with the loss of three offensive linemen? And if that's the case, it's going to come down to who has the better arm talent. And, you know, that remains to be seen. Do you think this should be played on a neutral site? It absolutely should be played on a neutral site because I think what goes, you know, it's unfortunate the incident that happened. Of course. but, But the Bengals were winning that game. And if the Bengals would have won that game, they would have had an opportunity to to compete for the number one overall seed. I think the easy winner in this whole scenario is the Kansas City Chiefs that they get to come out and essentially get a bye week when they, they, they avoided having to have a tough matchup in the divisional round. I think it should have been, you know, I don't think the Bills should have earned the right to be able to have home field advantage because that affects everything. People say, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Who cares? You should be able to win on the road. That's fair. But you talk about the, the, the things that happen when you play at home. You're able to, to make all your corrections. You're able to you know, adjust and change plays. On the defensive side, you know that the opposing team may have to go on a silent count. They can't, they can't make as many checks. So now you're getting off the ball faster. So I think you know, because of what happened on Monday Night Football, this should be paid in a neutral site. And you would have hoped that the crowd would have been split you know, 50-50, they could have found a, a place. They could have played in Cleveland because both of these teams are outdoor teams if you want to still have them playing the elements. I don't think that, that, that Buffalo earned the right and deserved a chance to host this game. And, and we don't even get into the financials of what well, it means for the organization. You know what? I'm going to go a, 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 in a different direction. Not only do I think that Buffalo should not have gotten the right to host this game, I think they should have had to play it back in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's fair. The fact of the matter is, that's where you were playing the game when it was canceled. To me, I wouldn't have had a problem with that at all. I really wouldn't. Cincinnati was up 7-3. to three. They were about to go up, like you pointed out earlier in the show, Bart, up 14-3. to three. They were on their home turf. Had they won the game, they would have been a number two seed. Buffalo would have dipped to number three. I'm not saying 
that the Buffalo Bills should be punished or anything like that because, like, you would have lost the game or anything. That's not where I'm going. What I'm saying is the game that got canceled was in Cincinnati. So why shouldn't you have to go back to Cincinnati, albeit it's a playoff game instead of a regular season game? My attitude would have been, all right, now you got to go there and win in the playoffs. Yeah, That's what I would have been like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but next week, if these teams face whoever goes in the AFC Championship, that's a coin toss, correct? So I don't understand. Yes. What, what, believe what, it what, is. The, neutral site. Oh, it's, it's a neutral site. It's a neutral. Site. Site. Okay. It's, a neutral it's a neutral site. Yes. So because because everything was thrown yeah. off, everything should have been a neutral site. I understand the financials and, yeah, and teams and organizations wanting to be able to reap the benefits financially because that's what you live for, right? This is probably 50, 50 to $100 million when you think about for the local community. But I think, you know, it should have been neutral site for all these games. Yeah. I agree. If it's Buffalo, Kansas City, it'll be in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. That, see, I, I don't like that's that. The, I don't like the city that. Stephen yeah. is willing to go to the place for one. Lemon, that, that's a, to Atlanta, to lemon pepper wait, wing. Wait, 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 wait. What are my choices? What are my choices? Whoa, whoa, I'm just saying I know your rotation. Ah. Like, you could do New York. You do no. L.A. You do Yeah, but I'm Miami, asking you. You do what, Atlanta. What choices do you want to give me? I'll pick it for you right now. No, I'll pick, no, you, I'll saying, pick the city you for you right now. What choice you giving me? I think they should have to play in Nashville. I, I'll go to, I, I, I'd go to Atlanta. I'd go to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Lemon pepper. Do you want to mention the cigar I, I, bar you like? <laughs> it's Cam Newton cigar bar, right? I, 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 that's Cam Newton cigar bar. We definitely yeah. do that. I, I would know. definitely go to South Beach. I mean, there's no doubt about that. They, they should, they should, um, they should, I would definitely be there for that. They should have been in Tennessee. And the reason I say Tennessee is because you talk about the weather and you talk about an outdoor stadium. Because that's what the playoffs is all about, right? You talk about being able to, to play in elements and in, in, in the spirit of the game. It should Are you be ready for this? Conditions. Yeah. No. Are you ready for this? Yes. How about L.A.? Who don't want to go to L.A.? And neither <laughs> L.A. team is in it. Way to go, Roscoe. So Jake. far, it's free. I mean, it's right there. It's clearly no, available. No, they got I the venue. I don't feel like that's fair based on yeah, the travel and like the, the travel going cross yeah. country, the time difference. But the weather, the no inclement weather, so the best team wins. No excuses. No excuses. Okay, it's unbelievable how it always that would be back me. To him, right? Yeah, Roscoe Jenkins. He's a it's, team of me. It is team of like me. Unbelievable. It would be me. Time for Molly's deal, and we got a jam-packed divisional playoff highlighted by star quarterbacks in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes takes on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. In Week 10, Mahomes tossed four TD passes, and the Chiefs defeated the Jags 27 to 17. Sa, how many passing and rushing TDs will Patrick Mahomes have, over or under two and a half? I'm gonna say over. He's going against a young bunch of dudes that have been there for the first. That this is their this is their uh, initial experience. I mean, they're not the most experienced crop in the world. And they're going against Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy calling plays. I'm definitely going with the over. For sure. By the way, that Jags game, I know you said you were calling. That was wild. Bart, will Jalen Hurts have at least one rushing touchdown versus the Giants? Yeah, look, Wink's going to go out there, and he's going to come with one of these zero blitzes, and Jalen Hurts is going to make him pay the price. 
Yo, listen, he's too talented to keep out of the end zone, especially when they get to the red zone with that great offensive line. He's going to put his body on the line. They're going to try not to expose him, but when you get down there, you know, the difference between seven and three is what makes the difference between winning and losing in this league. A Southern Steve special we got right now. SA, how many passing touchdowns will your boy Dak Prescott have over or under one and a half in the Bay? Under. Because they're going to have a tough time scoring in the second half. So let's get that out the way. And number two, against that San Francisco defense, that's going to come for him? No. I'm not calling. If they're going to score a touchdown, it's Tony Pollard's going to run it in. Or Ezekiel Elliott's going to run it in. It ain't going to be because of Dak throwing those touchdown passes. I don't believe that. This is a tough one, Bart. Which quarterback do you think is going to have more passing TDs Sunday? Would you go Allen or Burrow? Mm. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I mean, because Joe Burrow, you know, he's going he's gonna to air it out. He has the better weapons. He has the ability to hit the home runs with, with Higgins or, or Jamar Chase. When you think about Allen, when they get into that red zone, he mm-hmm. turns into a Bronco bull. All he sees is red. He's going to put his body on the line. He's going to jump, dive, and put himself at risk at all means. So I think um, Joe Burrow's going to do more with his arm, Josh Allen more with his legs. Let's go. He's got his theme music. Now he's smiling. That's my guy. Let's do this essay. Let's make some picks. I can't wait for these games this weekend. Cowboys, Niners, Stephen A., talk to me. You know, we've had to listen to the Cowboys all week long. We saw them go up against an old Tom Brady, a decrepit roster, questionable coaching, which now has been modified to some degree because Byron Leftwich has been fired as the offensive coordinator. I'm not happy about that. I don't like seeing black coaches get fired with all of these opportunities out here. But he was fired by black coach and Todd Bowles unless somebody else made that decision. At the end of the day, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for all my bloviating and everything else, was not a better team than the Cowboys. They didn't show it during the regular season. And they damn sure didn't show it Monday night. So I've been listening to a lot of people chirping. And I get you. And as I was signing those books, Molly, those books that will be on the bestseller next week, by the way, Straight Shooter. What I looked up and said to folks, Molly, was this. Tell me. You got four days. Then I said you got three days. And now here I am today. You got two days. Enjoy it while you can. Because Dak Prescott and the crew are rolling in the Northern California. Brock Purdy has Debo Can you go faster? and Christian like McCaffrey games to get to. and Ayuk. The San Francisco 49ers are taking the Dallas Cowboys out. Trayvon Diggs. Oh, my God. I'll be looking for you on my video okay. this coming Monday. Look for it. All right, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll create some balance. Who are you taking? 49ers. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bengals, Bills. Bart, can you please go first so I don't have like a 10-hour answer? <laughs> Bengals, Bills, listen, I think uh, this is two of the best quarterbacks in the game, but I just think at the end of the day, Joe Burrow, it's his time. He says his whole career is his window. Now, that's going to be te- that's going to be tested. But at the end of the day, I think Joe Burrow and those receiving and receiving course is too much for that defense in Buffalo to handle. I think a uh, slight nod to the Cincinnati Bungles. Stephen A. <sighs> I'm going to go with the Bengals. I just think that I don't like what I've seen from Buffalo. They haven't been they've survived yeah. as opposed to win, you know. 
they've survived over the last few weeks. And I think against Cincinnati, it, it comes to an end. Okay. Um, what do we have next? Jags, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chess. Chiefs, easy. Nothing to All talk right. about there. Definitely Chiefs. New York football Giants. What's the last Philadelphia one, Eagles. Okay. I'm going with the Giants. I feel good about now. the Giants. You know, you, I understand that they're no, the no, underdog. But Stephen it. A, I just I have a Giants. feeling and I feel good about it. So I'm gonna go oh, Giants. Lord. Yeah. You have a feeling, yeah. I have a feeling. feeling. And usually my feelings Ooh. and intuitions are right. Okay. What up? Stephen A Stephen A, I uh, once said anybody it, can it, be it, beat. Bart speaking. Could you let Bart speak? I, I once said anybody can be beat. And that's the truth. I don't know. I don't believe Jalen Hurts is healthy. Okay. I think third time's a charm. Right. My man Wink Martindale has brought that Baltimore swag to New York. I Fire think they light him up, get some turnovers. I'm going with the men in blue. Bart, let's tell them what we, you told Sal Pal many years ago. Can't, Can't wait, wait, Stephen A. Can't wait. The Giants, hey, stop a nose, the please, Giants Stephen. will win. The Giants will win next year. <laughs> that wasn't even funny. And like you waited for it and you tried to set it New up. Flash, Steve. Nobody we laughed. We used to be friends. No one laughed. All right? I'm not looking for laughter. I'm just trying to bring you down to earth. Reality is a good thing. Enjoy your weekend, Molly. Don't eat too much. You have a fabulous weekend. Straight shooter. I'll let you boy. talking about eating. I can't even hear him. <laughs> How would you love a chance to save some money on car insurance? GEICO can help. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save.